Hello, everyone, and welcome to That Wellness Podcast with Natalie Deering. I am so grateful that you decided to take the time today to pause, listen, and connect. This podcast is for anyone interested in wellness, for anyone who is curious about life, and for those who are open to seeing the world through an IFS lens. So I invite you to sit back, relax, or enjoy your walk, your drive, and invite your awareness to connect to your curiosity. Let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be recording my very first episode of That Wellness Podcast with Natalie Deering. I'm so excited right now. Parts of me are also nervous, but mainly excited (laughs) and open to finally doing this. This has been something that's been on my mind of wanting to do for, I'd say, over a year now. And, you know, things have come up and parts of me were just not ready to do this yet. But going into this new year of 2023, I am feeling a lot more openness Still parts of me that are nervous, uh, but a lot of excitement and just kind of this energy flowing within me of like, all right, yeah, it's time. Let's do this. So what I thought I'd like to do today with this being the first episode is just spend some time introducing myself for those of you that don't know me and to also to also take some time to talk about the intentions and the vision that I have for this podcast and then also spend some time going into talking about what is IFS internal family systems therapy which is going to be a thread a lens a vibe that is woven throughout this podcast this podcast is a wellness podcast. I I really have a lot of curiosity and passion regarding just wellness in general. And I feel like that's such a broad term because it is. <laughs> uh, and I'm curious about all of it, all the wellness things. And I'm also very passionate about internal family systems therapy. And so I will be, like I said, kind of weaving in that thread through every episode, whether or not it's me talking about something personal or I'm interviewing someone, or maybe I record some meditations and post them on here. It will all have an IFS seasoning to it. So let's get into introducing myself. So my name is Natalie Deering. And I am a female, I identify as female, cisgendered, my pronouns are she, her, hers. I live in a city called Fort Thomas, Kentucky. It is right by Cincinnati, Ohio. I always say I could throw a stone and hit Cincinnati, but I don't think I'm 
that great of a thrower to do that, but I feel like that helps kind of paint a picture of maybe physically where we're located on the map next to Cincinnati. I am a mom to my recently turned three-year-old son. I am married to my husband, Bill. We've been together now for, oh gosh, I'm always really awful at this. I want to say we're coming up on eight years. (laughs) He's the one that keeps track of like when we got married and what anniversary we are moving towards. I, for some reason, just lose track of that. So I believe we're coming up on eight years though, total of being together. And I am a daughter. I am the oldest of three. I have a younger brother and a sister. And yeah, so I'm also, I'm also a sister to my siblings. And I'm from, I'm from Fort Thomas. So I was born here. I was raised here. I did not live here, though, for about, I want to say, 17 to 18 years. So I went to undergraduate at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky. And I loved it there so much. I love Lexington. I consider it my second home. And I lived there after graduating from undergrad, like I said, up for almost 18 years. And then my husband and I, we had our son. It was right at the start of the pandemic. Daycares were closed. We were having to return back to work. And my family, they are still here in the Fort Thomas area. And they were, you know, being super helpful in making the drive (laughs) down to Lexington like every other day to help watch our son while we could work. And my husband looked at me one day and says, well, you know, why don't we just move there? And so we made that decision. So we did, we did moving and having a baby, me switching jobs, all in the midst of those first like six months of the pandemic. So these past, oh man, three years have been a lot of changes and a lot of, a lot of good changes. And there's been parts of me that, you know, has needed some time to connect, to connect with my self energy currently. And we'll get into talking more about what all this means. So when I'm talking about parts and self energy, we'll talk about that more, more today, but there were definitely parts within me that were still needing to grieve, you know, the changes that happened very fast in that year of 2020. So yeah, it's been, like I said, a lot going on within those, you know, 2020, 2021. Um, I was working as a mental health therapist at Eastern Kentucky University. I worked there for 10 years uh, and I I loved it so much. It was such a great place to work. For anyone listening who is in graduate school or working as a therapist and you're not really feeling 
in alignment with what you're doing and you're curious about working in a new environment, I highly suggest working at a counseling center. For me, I mean, I know they're not all the same, right? But uh, the experience that I had was absolutely fantastic. Such a great energy working at a university. It was fantastic. And so, yeah, I was working as a mental health therapist there. And then within the last two years of me working at EKU, I started doing a private practice on the side, uh, seeing clients through my solo practice name, ND Wellness. And then I added psychological services onto that. And so then when it was time for us to move during the pandemic and to be closer to family, to have support, I made the shift gradually into doing my private practice full time. And so this past year of 2022 was my first full year doing my private practice full time. And it's been fantastic. I I am so grateful. So, so grateful. I feel like I wake up every morning just extending so much gratitude to the universe, (laughs) to God, to, you know, all of me, my support system, just for how this has worked out. I, I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do. I love working with the people that I work with as clients and yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. Some interests that I have, I love hiking. I love being out in nature. I really love listening to podcasts. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I really, really do, you know, ask my husband and oftentimes like when I'm upstairs in the bathroom getting ready, you know, in the morning, I am listening to a podcast. If I'm on a walk, I'm listening to a podcast. If I'm in my car, I'm listening to a podcast. I have so much curiosity And the things that I share in this podcast that someone out there feels like this is a benefit to them. That's all I could ask for. That the things that I'm curious about, I'm sure someone else out there is curious about. I hope that, that this can become something for some, someone else out there that, that brings them joy and that sparks their, their passion and that sparks their creativity I hate to use the word guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty about this. <laughs> so I'll just say a pleasure of mine is I have always loved <laughs> and a part of me right now is like, don't share this because some people are going to judge you and that's okay. I'm, t- I'm letting that part know that's okay. I have a pleasure in watching the bachelor franchise show. <laughs> so I have literally, I think, watched every single season from the beginning. I think it started, oh gosh, I think they're on season like 25. So yeah, I started watching it when I was, what was that, middle school or something? I don't know. But I love, I love all of it. I just think it's so fascinating. (laughs) I've always thought reality shows were interesting. And now being a little bit older and in the profession that I'm in, I feel like those, it was just really sparking like the curiosity and the parts within me that are so fascinated by people and that are fascinated by watching people and their behaviors and their, the parts of them that come out. And yeah. So my not so guilty pleasure is the bachelor franchise. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's some, a little bit about me. Uh, but yeah, my intention for this podcast is to hopefully provide a space where curiosity can be accessed and connected with and this passion for wellness and for IFS can be nurtured, can really grow. That is my hope. That is my intention. My vision is to have, like I think I mentioned before, you know, there's going to be episodes like this where it's just me talking. And then I have plans to interview some really fascinating people on here. And again, I just want to, I want to be bringing forward information that I find interesting because I feel like if I'm trying to provide information that I don't personally find interesting, then you as the listener are going to feel that and you're going to be like, what is she doing? <laughs> so I'm going to be, yeah, talking about stuff that I'm really curious about. And I may throw in, in the mixed, you know, every once in a while I might uh, upload a meditation. I am a certified meditation instructor specializing in mindfulness meditation. I received my certification for that four or five years ago. I'm really grateful for that experience to be able to do that. I was able to get that certification with the help when I was working at uh, the university at the counseling center at EKU. And I had already been leading like at least twice a week guided meditation experiences for students on campus through the counseling center. And I really loved it. It was just really through my own self-study of reading as many books as I could about meditation instruction. And, and then finally coming across with the help of my brother, actually, he found this certification program and through the university of holistic theology. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great program. It took me about a year. It was really an important time of my life with that education because it was, Yes, it was like reading books and writing papers and all that kind of stuff. But it was the biggest part, of course, was just doing, doing it, you know, making time every day to meditate and then to observe and journal what it was I was noticing. And that was huge. That was really, that was really uh, growing for me. So yeah, anyway, there might be some meditations on here that I, that I throw in that I think could be helpful. And I, I heard this from my IFS consultant, Tammy Sullenberger, who I will hopefully be interviewing on here at some point. She said to me the other day, we were talking about, she has a great podcast. She has a podcast called the one inside and definitely look it up. It's wonderful. I love it. She was talking about, you know, with a podcast, it's let it be a vehicle for creativity. What excites me? And when she said that to me, it really just kind of clicked. It was like, yes, yes, this is a vehicle for creativity. And what excites me? <laughs> and so, yeah, I just hope to bring information that really excites me. All right. And one of the things that really excites me is IFS. 
internal family systems therapy. And so some of you who are listening might already know what IFS is. You might be an IFS therapist, an IFS practitioner. You might be a client of a therapist who is in, is doing this type of therapy with you. Um, and so even if you do know what IFS is, I always appreciate listening to people talk about it because I feel like you can never not hear about it enough, in my opinion, <laughs> because I feel like you take in something maybe slightly different, like something maybe new, like a new little gem that you normally wouldn't maybe have known before. And for those of you that have never heard about IFS before, then I hope that you can take this in with curiosity and openness. And if it resonates with you, great. If not, that's okay. It's totally fine. So IFS stands for internal family systems. And I, I think the name can sometimes be a little misleading I just know for me, when I first heard it, one of my thoughts was, so it's, it's a, it's like for families, it's like a family therapy, which family systems is, but internal family systems is, is not necessarily a family therapy type of modality. I use it with individual therapy. You can use it with couples, groups, families, children, adults. It's not just for a, a family type setting. It's, it's individual work. And the idea behind it is that we are all multiple, meaning I am myself and I have parts. So I like to use the example of like, so the other night, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and maybe it's like 9 p.m., and I'm noticing that a part of me really wants to go to sleep. I'm like, oh, I need to get up at like 6.30 in the morning. I should really go to bed. But then there's another part of me that wants to keep watching this Netflix show. I'll give you an example of real thing I've been just binged was The Climb on HBO, which was about climbers, which shout out to the winner, Kat, who is from Louisville, Kentucky. That was freaking awesome. Congratulations, Kat. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just this idea that we are multiple. So we have these multiple energies within us. Part of me that wants to go to bed earlier at night. Another part of me that wants to keep watching the show. I like to use the image. And I, I heard this from, I don't remember. So Dick Schwartz, Dr. Dick Schwartz is the, the person that, that, invented IFS. He founded it. So you'll hear me say his name probably throughout this podcast and other episodes too. And I don't remember if it was Dick who said this or another IFS trainer. It's this metaphor of a flock of birds. So when you like look up in the sky and you see a flock of birds and they're all flying together, but, and so if you were to like squint it would look like a solid blob in the sky that's just kind of like moving all together, right? This just integrated, balanced flow. But if you look really closely, you'd see that there are actually multiple individual birds that make up that big blob. And when they're all flowing together in unison, it's integrated, it's, it's working, right? 
And when there's birds that <laughs> within the group that are, I don't know, they, they fly off on their own and then they get confused and they try to eventually find their way back to the, <laughs> to the, to the whole group. And so it's this idea that we are similar in that way, that when you look at someone, you're look like you see like them as a whole, right. Or just what we would consider to be like the solid form of a person. But what's beneath the surface are all of these parts that make up this person. Right. And this radical idea that there are no bad parts, that all of the parts of us are welcome to be present, are welcome to be here within us, and also knowing that some of our parts might be stuck in extreme roles. Some of our parts might be, might have a negative impact on ourselves and on other people. So it's this idea that all parts of us are welcome. They all have a positive intention for the individual that they're within, but also knowing that it doesn't mean necessarily that all parts behavior is okay, right? So like I said, if there are parts of us that are harming us, like um, causing harm in some way or to ourselves or to other people, then those are parts that we need to get to know not to banish and exile and to, and to reject, but to befriend with curiosity so that we can help those parts not be stuck in those extreme roles anymore. So I'm going to go into a little bit about the, the basics of IFS and just kind of get into what it means uh, when I talk about parts and exiles and self and all of that. So the IFS belief is that we have what's called protector parts within our system. These protector parts, they try to protect us from intense emotions, negative beliefs, certain types of body sensations, things like that. So they're these protectors, right? These protective energies within us that are trying to prevent us from feeling overwhelmed by these various things that I just listed off. And in IFS, they break it up into two categories under protectors, managers and firefighters. So manager protectors, they are proactive. Their slogan is never again, right? So they kind of, they say this like, never again will I feel that way. Never, never again will I be caught off guard. These are the parts within us that plan, they control, they strive, they criticize, they worry, and they also care for others. You know, these are the parts within us that get things done. <laughs> and so then because they get things done, they often look good to other people from the outside, but oftentimes it's leaving like me as myself feeling exhausted. So if I'm constantly living my life being blended with my manager parts, I'm going to feel exhausted because other parts within me are going to be feeling exhausted. So I'm going to give an example of one of my, one of my personal manager parts. 
I call him my JC Penny manager protector. <laughs> the reason why I call him him that is when I started to do my own inner work. So I, I see my own IFS therapist. I also have my own IFS consultant. This is a side note here, but I feel like if you, especially if you are a, a mental health therapist in the wellness field, uh, like you, if you can, I highly suggest having your own IFS therapist, your own IFS practitioner, because if we are not able to have awareness of our own parts and what parts of us are getting activated, are getting blended, running the show of us, then that's going to have a negative impact potentially on how we feel living our life, but also how we are impacting our clients and the people that we work with, the pe our relationships with our friends and family. So highly suggest finding your own IFS therapist slash practitioner. It's extremely helpful. In my own work within myself, I uncovered and found this, this manager part. And my parts, they tend to be very visual, meaning that when I turn inwards in my own inner world towards these parts, I see them. And not everybody sees their parts, right? Sometimes they feel them as sensations in their body. Sometimes it's a sensate, like just a sensing. Sometimes it's, you know, they hear them, but they don't see them. So for me, I oftentimes will see them. And when I connected with this particular manager part, I saw him as a male figure, looks like a middle-aged white man wearing a slacks button-up shirt and a tie. And he's got his sleeves rolled up. He's got a clipboard and a pen. He's working really hard. He's a little sweaty. <laughs> he gets things done, okay? And I... <laughs> He was a part within me that was pretty activated when I was working at the university, at the counseling center. I got the, the role as coordinator of community intervention. So I was in charge of the outreach events. So it was a lot of planning, a lot of prepping, and a lot of just managing of little details. And for many years... I was blended with this manager part and I didn't want to ask for help. You know, I wasn't seeking help from anyone else like on staff or I just was doing everything on my own because this part of me felt like I'm the only one that can do it. I'm the only one that can get it done the way I want it. And, you know, that's, that's coming from, that was coming from this part of me that again, had a positive intention, but in the long run, it was really exhausting. You know, parts of me were feeling really tired and eventually like resentful, resentful towards people I was working with when it was this part that was not, not reaching out for help. It wasn't their fault. <laughs> You know, so it was connecting with this, with this part within me and recognizing what it was connected to from my past, 
you know, because these parts are there for a reason. But if they're stuck in an extreme role, that typically is because they're still stuck in the past because they're connected to a younger part within us that is also stuck in the past, which we'll get into talking about exiles here in a bit. But so, yeah, so that's an example of one of my manager parts. And so now I've gotten to know him. I've gotten to help and unburden the, you know, younger part that he was connected to. And so now when I, when I sense him getting activated, I'll make a point to like take a moment and pause, close my eyes, turn towards him within me. And if I notice that he's maybe standing up, like pacing a little bit, I'll check in with him, see what's going on. And then sometimes I turn towards him and he's like relaxing on the couch, like taking a nap, (laughs) you know? So yeah, it's, it's really just the, the power of getting to know these various parts of us and having these relationships and these connections with them that really is powerful in a beautiful way. So those are manager protectors. And then we have firefighter protectors. These parts of us are reactive, meaning they swoop in. So I almost like to think of it Like, again, I'm very visual. So um, I think about like, there's the ground. And then below the surface of the ground is, let's say, like what we would call like an exile. But let's just call it like lava or fire, you know, a manager's up on the top of the surface of the ground, like trying to maintain that the surface never breaks. You know, it's always there like, okay, let me fix this. Let me fix that. Trying to make sure that that lava, that fire doesn't explode out of there. Well, guess what? Sometimes it does. And that explosion gets past the managers. And then it's the firefighters job to now swoop in and try to put out that emotional fire when the managers haven't been able to keep it down. So firefighter parts act very fast. They tend to be sometimes more impulsive, you know, again, it's, it's that reactive energy. There's not a lot of time, you know, thinking like, Oh, should I do this or not? It just kind of happens. So they work really hard to protect our vulnerable parts, but they can also have a messy, sometimes unpleasant consequences. They tend to be our soothers and our distractors, right? Examples of firefighter parts would be like substance abuse, you know, drugs or alcohol for, I'll give you an example of some of, of two of mine. So two of my, you know, firefighter part energies, one of them is spending money. So if I notice that all of a sudden I'm like driving to target (laughs) and then I'm like, wait, why am I going here? Like, I, I don't have anything that I really need but I'm noticing that I'm feeling stressed out or overwhelmed or I'm looking on Amazon or I'm just like purchasing. So, you know, I just, I recognize that that's a part within me that's trying to soothe some sort of emotional flare up. Uh, Another one of mine is eating carbs. (laughs) So yeah, if I'm, if I'm noticing that I'm like just, in the midst of eating something that 
I know typically might hurt my body later on, meaning like physically, like it'll hurt my stomach. Right. But I am like, I'm just going for it, you know, whether it be, well, like ice cream, but also it's for me, like I said, it's mainly like certain carbs, like pasta, macaroni and cheese is always, you know, uh, one of, one of those, but, oh, or like nachos, like nachos and cheese and things like that, that that's for me sometimes a sign of like, oh, this is interesting. Let me pause for a moment and turn inwards and see what's going on here. And even, you know, like with wine drinking, if, you know, I notice that I'm reaching for a bottle of wine in the fridge at the end of the day, I just make a point to like take a moment and turn inwards and just ask like, is this coming from a part of me that's trying to soothe me from something like to soothe me from overwhelm from the day or stress? Or is it coming from a place of self energy where it feels like, you know, I just feel open to enjoying this glass of wine. It has a different impact. So, so yeah, so those are firefighter protectors. And so, you know, when we get, I think I've said this word blended as I've been talking, I think, uh, but in IFS, you know, we talk about like when a part gets activated within us, it can become blended. Another word is could be like hijacked or something like that. The parts driving the bus, you as your, your clear minded self isn't the one driving the bus. It's this part, this protector part is the one that's that's doing the talking, that's doing the thinking that, you know, and so, you know, we can have this activation of our firefighter parts. And like I said, it's, it can, it can happen fast. It can be uh, reactive. And then, then eventually we have a moment where it's like, and we just feel some space happening from that, that part meaning like that part within us has stepped back a little bit. We're no longer blended with it. We have some more clarity, but then what can happen is a manager part can come in and be very shaming and critical towards that firefighter part. So let's say, you know, I was feeling stressed out, you know, from the day I was feeling overwhelmed by something that happened. I went to Target and spent like a couple hundred bucks on stuff that I didn't need. And then I get home and then a manager part within me just starts being like, oh, why did you do that? I can't believe you did this. Like you don't need to be spending this money, blah, 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 blah. And so then, then a part of me feels shamed. And so then it becomes this shame cycle, right? Where it's like, I, I, something within me was feeling vulnerable, was feeling, you know, an intense emotion. A firefighter tried to help manager shamed. Then I feel shamed. And then it just keeps happening. So it becomes the work with IFS is like, can I turn inwards with openness and curiosity and compassion to better understand why it is these various parts are stuck in this, right? Are stuck in this, this cycle. 
now we can talk about exiles. So exiles are these vulnerable parts of our personality, these vulnerable parts within us. They're often young, meaning they're often from our childhood. And they can be, yeah, through our childhood, they can be teenage parts, they can be, depending on how old you are, right? Like we can have exile parts all the way through our life. Um, but a lot of the time, our exiled, wounded parts come from our childhood. And, you know, these parts, they're often scared. They often carry, you know, burdens like shame, rage, panic, terror, grief, loneliness, dependency. They can carry memories from our childhood where maybe we felt abused or neglected or shamed. They can also carry negative beliefs such as like, I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, um, I'm not lovable, you know, things like that. And, you know, it's so interesting because like when we're kids, we are just these beautiful little beings, right, that have all this energy of playfulness and curiosity and love. And then we're also developing, you know, with these natural parts that, you know, want to experiment in life of, you know, when we're kids, like when you start to tr like test out like line, just saying no or asking questions. And so if we are raised in an environment with caregivers that are connected to their self energy, that are creating a safe space, then us as children, we are going to feel, we're going to feel safe. We're going to feel like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a safe space for me to share who I am. And I can be playful and that's okay. I can maybe state my opinion and that's okay. If I do something that is maybe I don't know, like rude or something, then the caregiver, if they're connected to their self energy can, you know, correct us or, uh, let us know in a, in a calm, clear way of like, Hey, you know, we don't say it like that because that can, you know, that can come off rude or whatever, you know? Uh, but if we're raised by caregivers who are blended with their own intense, you know, vulnerabilities. So like they have their own exiled parts and then they have their own big protector parts that are stuck in their extreme roles. Then we are not necessarily going to feel safe when we're kids to maybe express our self energy of curiosity and playfulness and love. Our needs are not being met in the way that they need to be at that time. We are really looking towards our caregivers as that model of self-energy, which I'll talk about self-energy here next. But, And if that's not being modeled to us in a safe way, then that's where we can develop. That's why we just naturally develop more, more maybe wounded parts, parts of us become wounded from our childhood and then carry burdens of shame, like I said, or fear is because we're just, we have self energy within us. It's there from birth, but it's being nurtured really kind of it's, we gain more and more access to it, I guess, 
over time as we get older and but we need that that safe nurturing environment to feel like our self energy can be accessed and you know again there there is no perfect parent i want to say that as a parent of like you know mistakes happen we get blended with our parts we say things that and do things and out of you know parts of us that are getting triggered and it happens right like it happens we're going to have wounded parts and it's not just from our caregivers right like it can be from anyone that we're encountering in our in our childhood in our adolescence you know from peers from teachers coaches like various people in our life can impact us in certain ways so these exiles you know become burdened with like i said these intense emotions memories sensations beliefs things like that and the system doesn't like that you know like us like as ourselves our protector parts now are like oh well yeah we don't want to feel that shame we don't want to risk feeling that overwhelm so they kind of they exile these wounded parts to deep down you know within us so when i was talking about like the the ground right like and there's lava underneath it's kind of like that it's like they've been pushed down underground stay under there and then the managers and the firefighters work really hard to try and make sure that fire does not explode out and overwhelm the system but you know we are going to be triggered we are going to go through our life and something's going to happen and these younger parts within us that are still trapped in there have been exiled carrying burdens are going to get triggered they're going to get activated which then is going to activate our protector parts so it becomes bringing awareness to what we call these trailheads meaning oh i was out to dinner with friends the other night and like someone said something to me about what i ordered they made fun of what i ordered or something like that and i just felt this rush of anxiety or i felt this rush of anger and i snapped at them or i felt like i had to run out of there and escape that's a trailhead meaning oh can i get curious about what all that was happening within me and can i follow that path to eventually finding whatever parts are connected to that activation and then with that awareness of those parts i can get to know them i can befriend them they can get to know me as the self and then i can help those exiled parts with the protector's permission to not be stuck not be stuck carrying these burdens and then there can be this this lightness this integration uh that balance so you know one of the goals of ifs is to help the exiled parts release their burdens so they work in harmony they work in harmony with these other parts and therefore the protector parts no longer have to be stuck in their extreme roles so doing this work the the feeling and the word that i always feel within myself but then i also hear from my clients is that there is this lightness this feeling of yeah this feeling of lightness that happens when you're connecting with the part and it's able to unburden there's just this this lightness there and i really feel like it's this energetic release of these burdens these weights and then there's this integration 
togetherness, you know, that just feels great. <laughs> it feels so good. So self-energy, we don't want to forget self-energy. So the self, as you'll hear me call it, is with a capital S. This is what exists within everyone. Self is not a part, but it is a source. It, you want to call it, you can call it the source. You know, it is a source of light, of wisdom. It is our healing energy that we all have within us. This light within us has never been damaged. It's never been abused and it cannot be destroyed. It carries an IFS, they they talk about the eight C's. And so the eight C's are these qualities of self. And there are the, I'll, I'll list them off right now. Calm, curiosity, connectedness, compassion, courage, clarity, creativity. I also like to add in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I'm missing one confidence. <laughs> so I'm going to read them again. Curiosity, calm, clarity, connectedness, confidence, courage, creativity, and compassion. And like I said, I feel like it's safe to add in things like playfulness and presence, joy, um, patience, all of those beautiful qualities of self. And so these are qualities that, like I said, we are born with them. They are there. And when we're kids, that's why like when we're kids, we're, we just feel so playful. We feel so open. We feel so curious. And like I said, if we are being nurtured and raised in an environment that's safe, um, that is, you know, validating to exploring those things, then, then that will really be cultivated within us and our parts will trust that, that resource of self energy. If they are, when we're, you know, expressing our self energy and it's being shamed and criticized and judged, then that's where parts of us are going to be like, oh, well then that's not safe. Right. So then it doesn't trust self. Um, but also when we go through, you know, hard experiences and parts of us then carry burdens and these wounds, you know, these protector parts are like, okay, well, let's do this. We are going to help in this moment because they have to, because we might not have the access to self-energy that we really need at that moment in time to be able to process that. And for that, that part that was feeling uh, shamed to be held and received and cared for. And so these protector parts are doing what they need to do. And like I said, they can then get stuck in the past because then they keep doing it as we keep getting older because they don't necessarily recognize that we are maybe in a safer situation now or we're not around those same people anymore. Um, so this is where like updating is really important so that you can introduce your self energy to your parts because a lot of times they have no idea that it's even there. An example that I like to use that I heard, I think I heard this from Tara Brock on another podcast, but 
she was talking about the story with this golden statue of, of, of the Buddha and basically the gist of it. And I really, I felt like this was a great way to describe parts and our self energy is that this, the city had this beautiful golden statue of the Buddha and they were at this time in history, they were afraid of enemies coming in and taking this, this golden Buddha statue in the midst of them raiding the city or something. So in order to protect this golden statue, they covered it with plaster so that they wouldn't see that it was gold and they wouldn't take it. So sure enough, um, I guess uh, these, these people came, these enemies into the city and they didn't take the statue because they couldn't see that it was made of gold. So then over time, I guess maybe hundreds and hundreds of years pass. And over time, people forgot that it was actually made of gold until the story goes that, you know, workers were, I guess there were some cracks that were happening on the statue. And the workers looked and realized, wait, what's underneath there? And there was gold. And they, they chipped it all away and realized, holy crap, this statue is made of gold. And I love that, that story because it reminds me of what can happen within ourselves, within our system. We are at our core, this beautiful self energy, this glowing light of healing, of confidence, of compassion, of calm, of courage. And yet because of dangers happening at various points in our life where we're feeling maybe vulnerable these protector parts, this plaster had to be there to protect the whole system, right? And then over time, these parts of us forget that there is this beautiful healing light within us. And so it takes us having this realization and inviting this connection with our parts to invite them to turn around and to look at, look at me you know, look at me and see that I'm no longer five years old or seven, 12, 15, whatever, that I am 37 years old. And it's different now for me than it was then. And to be present with our parts with that compassion and that curiosity and that openness is huge because that, that is what's going to build trust between this self to part connection and this energy of self is healing. It is healing and it is there within you. It is already there. And that's where it can be really helpful to work with someone who is trained in this to help, to help you just bring awareness to that because it's already there. <laughs> It's already there. That's the awesome thing about this. It doesn't have to be taught. It doesn't have to be cultivated. Like it is there. And, and so it's, yeah, it's just this, it's so empowering to me. It's so empowering because I feel like we can go through life sometimes feeling like, oh, I got to look towards other people to fix this within me or to, to provide this need within me. And yes, like having supportive people around you that you trust and that you feel comfortable with, that is extremely important, right? And the cool thing about this is that because we naturally have this healing self-energy within our system, we are the ones we've been waiting for, as Dick Schwartz says, 
one of his books. We are the one we've been waiting for. And we can be that internal parent that some of these younger parts of us maybe really needed at the time and didn't get. We can be that healing energy that is, like I said, just loving, compassionate, uh, supportive, validating. And these younger parts within us that are stuck in the past can feel taken care of. They can feel loved and seen and understood and, and healed. Oh, and it's just such a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love it so much. It's, it's changed my life uh, for so much good. And it's, I've witnessed the lives of the clients that I've worked with. You know, I've been a therapist now for almost 13 years and I've been doing IFS therapy, uh, I don't know, maybe like the past three years. Um, I am at, at this point recording this podcast, I am a level two trained IFS therapist. There are three levels and I was lucky enough, very fortunate enough to be trained directly by Dick Schwartz for my level two training. That was really freaking awesome. It's really been a game changer, been a huge game changer for me personally, for me professionally. And it's something that it may not vibe with everyone and that's okay. Find whatever type of inner work works for you at this point in your life. Uh, but if this is sparking your curiosity and you're noticing parts of you that are like, oh my gosh, she's speaking to me. <laughs> um, this is what I need. Then I suggest going to the ifsinstitute.com. I think it's ifs-institute.com. And you can click on find a professional and then just click on whatever state you live in and then click apply. And then it'll list off for you all these, you know, professionally IFS trained therapists and practitioners in your state, which is awesome. You can also go to psychologytoday.com and use the filter to, uh, you know, click the box for internal family systems therapy. There's just some really great trained people out there that also are very passionate about this work and, and they're there for you. They're there for you. So I guess closing out for this episode, one thing that I would maybe offer you to maybe start trying is just bringing awareness to whatever whatever like physical sensations you notice in your body that happen often. Maybe you notice that you often get pain in your lower left side of your back or something. Maybe you often get neck tension. Um, so it's noticing like body sensations, thoughts, feelings, maybe images. These are, they can be what I called, what we called trailheads, right? Leading you to parts within you that maybe need, need your help in some way. So, you know, you can maybe like once a day, spend some time just extending awareness to your, to your parts. Meaning like if you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed, just taking a moment and just speaking to your parts and being like, I am here for you. I am here. You're not alone. You are safe. You know, if you have more of a dedicated time that you can, you know, sit in some meditation 
and turn inwards and offer your parts to come forward, whoever it is that needs to express any, you know, worries or fears, concerns, offer them the space to do so. I highly recommend having a journal or a notebook that you dedicate specifically to your parts work. That way you can keep track of all of this stuff. It's so helpful. So, so helpful. But yeah, so that is IFS. I want to say in a nutshell, but I've been speaking for an hour. So <laughs> yeah, if you are interested in being trained in IFS, like to be a therapist or a practitioner, uh, again, go to the ifsinstitute.com and you can be on the lookout for trainings and, and all of that. So for those of you that have listened to the very end, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for your time, for your curiosity, all of it. I'm so appreciative of you. And I'm very much looking forward to being with you all and the next future episodes. So thank you all so much. I'll see you next time. <laughs>